Welcome to the Faith at Work Sermon Podcast. I'm Pastor Jim Melvin, and I welcome you each week to join me as we turn to Scripture for light and hope. Autumn is here, and the light outside grows weaker with each passing day. This is all the more reason for us to turn to other sources of light, the people around us, and the Scriptures that sustain us. This week, I've chosen Scripture lessons that provide comfort, consolation, and hope. I'm sure that you have some favorite hope-filled Bible passages of your own. And if you do, share them with others. And let your light and their light shine in the darkened world. Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time and forevermore. 2 Timothy 4.18 The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and save me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. John 14.1-7 Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also, and you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Over the years, because of my vocation, I have had countless occasions to be with people at the most difficult times of their lives, most notably during serious illness and at the death of friends and family members. On many of these occasions, I have been called upon to provide words of comfort and hope, at the bedside or at the graveside. As a Christian pastor, I have reflexively turned to certain verses of Scripture. That's what I was trained to do. The surprising thing to me is that almost without exception, These oft-repeated Bible verses worked. They provided comfort, consolation, and hope. You may ask why I was surprised. The Bible, particularly the Gospels, are designed to bring hope and consolation. Consider the words of one of the most frequently used scriptures of assurance, Psalm 121. Now picture yourself standing by a graveside, 
pile of dirt heaped beside the hole into which the casket of your loved one has just been lowered, and the somber-faced pastor reads, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. Do you see the irony here? The problem? As the somber-faced pastor in the scene, I'm telling you that everything will be all right. God will protect us. In fact, as we can plainly see, it's already too late. God did not protect the person being buried from heart disease or cancer or suicide as the result of depression or whatever turn of fate took this person's life. At times, I would have liked to have cried out, fortunately I never did, the words that Mary and Martha confronted Jesus with when he let them down when their brother Lazarus was critically ill. Lord, if you would have been here, our brother would not have died. But nobody ever protested when I read these rosy passages. The people with whom I have dealt took comfort from those verses and others like them. Or at least they appeared to take comfort from them. I came to believe after a while that loss renders the grieved temporarily naive. Upon reflection, I have come to realize that the naivety dwelt in me. The deficiency is in me. In my defense, perhaps, because I had become jaded over the years, I had become a victim of the physician heal thyself or the cobbler's children have no shoes syndrome. For some reason, I had become immune to the healing power of faith, a power that is real and found in Scripture. And more and more, I was becoming the doubting Thomas in the room. Those people to whom I was ministering knew as well as I did that suffering and death still exist and will continue to exist in our lives. But they also had confidence that God's saving grace can overcome these evils. These recent reflections have brought me to a renewed appreciation for the healing power of Scripture in my own life. And maybe it can for you if you need it. I've come to realize that there are many dimensions to that power of Scripture that arise at different times, among those being comfort, consolation, and hope. There are times in life when we just need to be comforted. Comfort can take many forms. There's nothing more comforting than mere presence, just having someone who's there for you. I can remember it like it was yesterday. It was actually 67 years ago. Being really sick with the measles. I was burning up with a 105 degree fever. I could see the concern in my mother and the doctor's eyes as they talked after he had given me the obligatory penicillin shot in the butt with his giant needle. But I remember how comforting it felt to have my mother camped out at my bedside overnight until the fever broke. 
I also remember the panic that I would feel whenever she left my side to get me water with which to take my purple fever pill. The presence of another loving human being is the best comfort. It's even better when that presence is accompanied by touch or a holding of the hand. Psalm 121 assures us of something even greater than human presence, the divine presence of God. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The all-powerful God, the keeper of the whole people of Israel, the creator of the universe, the creator of you, will stay up all night and sit by your bedside holding your hand. And it's not that God doesn't have other things to do. God, like my mom, will drop whatever he's doing just to sit with you when you are sick. We have that kind of God, a God of comfort, a hand-holding God. So these verses comfort, but they also console. Now, there's a difference between comfort and consolation. Consolation is the promise that when something is lost or taken away, it will be replaced with something else of value. We've all heard of consolation prizes. When a basketball team gets knocked out of the semifinals in a tournament, they are given the opportunity to play in a consolation game takes the place of the finals. The intent is to make up, to some extent, for the disappointment of not appearing in the final. It's not the same thing but it helps. The death of someone we love is the greatest loss that we can experience. We will be deprived of their presence and from enjoying life together. But there is consolation in the fact that in spite of the loss and pain that we feel, our loved one has entered eternal life and is beyond suffering and pain. There is also consolation in knowing that we will one day be reunited with them. Jesus consoled Martha when Lazarus died by saying, Your brother will rise again. It hurts now, but that pain will be soothed. Jesus assures us in our time of loss that he goes to prepare a place for us that is both comforting and consoling. Beyond comfort and consolation, Scripture can bring us hope. When we are critically ill, we live in the hope that we will get better. There is the hope that the body will heal itself. There is the hope that doctors will provide us with a cure. And there is the hope beyond hope that God will provide a miraculous healing. Research has shown that hope in itself has the power to heal. As Paul said in Romans, hope does not disappoint. In the early days of hospice, only those who had a life expectancy of less than six months were accepted into the program. Now that prescription has since been changed because 
It unnecessarily robbed people of hope. In many cases, people with terminal diagnoses graduate from hospice care and thrive well beyond expectations. In Christianity, the Easter message is the message of hope. When we talk about the gospel, the good news, we are talking about that hope. We live with the hope and the expectation of eternal life with those that we love. That is a message that needs to be repeated over and over again. It can be repeated by constantly turning to Scripture, and then our hope grows and grows. We can do all do with some comfort, consolation, and hope right now. People who are sick need continuous comforting, whether they're sick from the coronavirus, cancer, or the common cold. They need someone to take the time to sit with them and hold their hand. Unfortunately, in the case of COVID infection particularly, that's not always physically possible right now. Particularly in this time of surge, hospitals and nursing homes need to drastically restrict visitors. In these cases, we need to get creative and find ways to assure those, comfort those who are isolated so they know we have not deserted them. And fortunately, there are many dedicated healthcare workers who take it upon themselves to be comforters as well as doctors and nurses. Those of us who are physically healthy also need comforting. It's a two-way street. We can always be mindful to be present with each other. Now, that may be restricted at times to members of our household or through virtual presence of Zoom or just a phone call. But remember, your presence, however it is presented, is comforting. Most importantly, now is the time to turn to those scriptures that remind us of God's continued presence. It's time to make, make our loved ones who are isolated also have access to those words of comfort. We see pictures of frightened people on ventilators in intensive care. We may need to make sure that they are always equipped with the power of Scripture, maybe just one verse. Take advantage of virtual worship service where Scripture is shared. Make a practice of daily turning to the Bible for those comforting words and share them. Psalm 121 is a good place to start for a daily reading. There's also room for some consoling right now. You know, we've all heard of the stories of high school graduates who last year were robbed of their graduation ceremonies that they'd worked so hard for. I know of several friends of mine who had just retired and planned to travel and enjoy the fruits of their life of labor. Of course, those tri trips didn't happen and may not happen for a long time, if ever. Graduates, after being given the chance to mourn their losses, can be encouraged to find some consolation in virtual ceremonies or through other ways that their accomplishment can be recognized. They can learn to take pride in their gracious acceptance of personal sacrifice and the satisfaction of helping others in this time of need. 
Many of my retired friends have already found consolation in being able to spend meaningful time at home to explore what new purpose retirement can give, even in isolation. Once again, there is the consolation that God has greater and higher rewards waiting for us. There is the assurance that God will always provide us with other sources of joy in life, maybe even greater than what we had expected in the first place and lost. Look up to the hills. God is persistently presenting new opportunities on the horizon. More than anything, we need hope. In the case of the pandemic, pandemic, we have the realistic hope and expectation of vaccines and treatments. Remember that. With regard to the discord prevalent in our society, we have the hope that the love of Christ that has been planted in people's hearts and in our society, in your heart, we have the hope that those seeds will germinate and eventually prevail in justice and peace. We have the hope that one day we will all experience the kingdom of God. Ultimately, we live in the hope that God has prepared a new home for us, which is grand beyond our imagination. I don't have the opportunity these days to read these words of hope and comfort at many bedsides or gravesides. Now I can take some consolation in the fact that I have the time to read them for myself and to share them with you today. It's time for you to continue to read them for yourself. In them, I hope that you will find comfort, consolation, and hope, because they're all in there. Let me turn to those words one final time. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time and forevermore. Amen. Amen. 